You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disney World and Disneyland. I'm your host, Kristen, and with me is Jay Bratton. Today we have a lot of topics we're going to be discussing. Our main one is going to be what our favorite places are to go get a drink. And these are like 21 and up drinks, not just any kind of drink. So we've got quite a list going on. On that and then we've got some Disney news for you as well. Uh, before we get into that, just want to say thanks for downloading the show on iTunes, streaming it on Stitcher, or watching this on YouTube. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to our feeds and don't forget to tell your friends. So let's go and get into the appetizers. What kind of Disneyland news do you have today, Jay? Oh, well, we have a few uh, items of note. Uh, This one, the first one actually has to do with both Disneyland and Walt Disney World resorts. Uh, Basically, Pop Seeker is the official popcorn of Disney, of both the Disneyland and Disney uh, World resorts. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because before they didn't really advertise who, who provided the popcorn. A lot of people said it was Orville Redenbacher. Uh, but, you know, they didn't, Orville Redenbacher didn't have, like, any of their logos or anything like that on, on any of the popcorn carts, and, popcorn carts or anything like that. And so I thought it was interesting because Pop Seeker is starting to put all their, you know, their logos on, on all the popcorn carts around uh, Disneyland, or at least that I saw, you know, not, not all of them yet, but, you know, I've seen a, a few of them already um, tagged with it. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I'll have to look okay. for it when I go. Right. And so I haven't tried the, the pop secret popcorn yet at Disneyland. I'm just wondering if it's, it's going to be the same or different. Uh, I should have gotten it, but, and, you know, cause I was just there a week and a half ago. Uh, but you know, just one of those things that there's so many things in my mind, you know, just popcorn. Popcorn is not something I normally get. I, we discussed this on previous podcast episode. It just, you know, when I think of popcorn, I think of movies. And so, you know, when I'm at Disneyland, the main reason I get popcorn is for the popcorn buckets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I also found it interesting that they're uh, sponsoring the Fantasmic show at Disney World, but not Disneyland. So I'm not sure what the deal is with that. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that was uh, also kind of cool for me was that they're offering movie nights at some of the resort hotels. Now I don't know the the full details of this. They didn't really post much about it on the on their blog on the uh, the Pop Secret Company. Well, I think they're owned by um, uh, what's the name of the, their parent company? Um, uh, I can't think of the, the name of the parent company off the top of my head. But anyways, in their in their press release, they had indicated yeah that they're going to be doing that, and you know that I, I think that's really nice because you know when. 
when you go out to Disney World, especially, I mean, Disneyland, it, you know, you kind of go and, and usually you can people stay for a week or whatever. Whereas Disney World, sometimes people stay two, three weeks. And, you know, sometimes you want to break from the parks. You know, you can't just keep going, going, going. You know, you got to kind of have a little day of rest and relaxation. And, you know, when you have a family, then it's it's nice to take them, you know, for a, a nice, you know, little outing uh, where they can just relax and, and watch a Disney movie of some sort. I wonder I if wonder they're, they're having, having popcorn served when they do the the movies, the movies, the hotels. Right, right. That's well. That's what I would think, right? And you know, I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, hopefully, the popcorn is better. Like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of it before. It was just, I don't know, kind of, kind of a little too salty and buttery for me. I mean, I love butter. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, butter is awesome, but it's just it's something about it. It's just when I ate. Uh, you know, eat some of it. And after a while, my, my mouth kind of has that little cloying, sticky sensation inside. And but remember, it's really... the butter. Right, true. I mean, well, so the butter be, substitute. Yeah. Right. So. I wonder if they'll, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's been a while since I've had their popcorn. So I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to tell you, like, if it's different or not. Right. I don't have to say it's well, yeah, and then. Yeah, the parent company is uh, Diamond Foods. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they're the ones who make the almonds and stuff like that. But uh, anyhow. Yeah, I haven't. Then uh, also, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, since we haven't talked about Disneyland since our, our, you know, you guys did the special Disney World episode last time. So I just wanted to kind of briefly cover they have some new merchandise uh, for Halloween. Uh, You know, Halloween's fast approaching here. It's less than two weeks away. Uh, but they that uh, they have this vampire Mickey bucket. I know they have it at Disney World as well. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay, so this thing is a hot seller. Uh, I mean, people are just going nuts over it, and uh, it's amazing. It, it's really cute, and we wanted to get it. Unfortunately, they they weren't available when I went uh, a week and a half ago. But uh, you know, it looks pretty cool. You know, it's it's him and his uh, sort of uh, tuxedo slash vampire wing kind of. It stands you know out. He's, now that I think about it, I have seen it. Okay. Right, right. So that one's kind of nice, um, and, and you know, like I said, a popular seller. The other one they have is a is a popcorn bucket that features uh, a cartoon from the from you know back when there's the pie eyed Mickey, and it was uh, a cartoon called Lonesome Ghosts. And I think it, oh yeah, it was 1937 that this uh, was produced. And it, I, I watched it online. It's it's really a clever little cartoon, you know, just very, very classic Mickey Mouse cartoon feel. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun thing to watch. And you can look it up on uh, look it up on YouTube. And a lot of people have posted it up for for viewing. And also they have a sipper that goes along with it. So it's like two different scenes, basically. So it, it, it's nice. It's very cutesy and, and uh, whimsical. I like it. And then the last one that they uh, brought about, uh, no, this isn't the last one. This one is actually one that they had from before, and it's the zero popcorn bucket. The one zero I from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had the same one last year, but apparently the the one that the, this version, um, the version for this year, is uh, a glow in the dark zero. 
So before it was just, you know, zero and then he had the lighted nose. But this time around, they actually used whatever type of material that they need to make it glow in the dark. So that's kind of cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that one was available. I, you know, it's not as much of a hot seller as it was last year because last year was new and exciting and people were going nuts over it. But this year it's just like, oh, it's there and yeah, maybe I'll get it. Maybe it won't. Uh, they don't have that at uh, Disney World? I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking probably hmm. not because you guys have your haunted mansion decked out. And we That's true. Right. The Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, then the, the other one I know that you do have for sure at Disney World is the Poison Apple Stein. And this one kind of looks like a like a coffee mug or, you know, like in the shape of an apple. But then it's been like with like melted wax or something over it. And it kind of looks like a skull. I and it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it looks really cool. You know, I just, you know, I, the only thing like for me, it's not like Disney. Like, you know, what I mean, it's not really Disney per se. I mean, you know, it's the poison apple. Yes, but it's not like you know, like an iconic figure, you know, it's not like Mickey Mouse or, you know, it's not like a, uh, like zero or whatever, like a, a character. I mean, it, it's an allusion to Snow White, obviously, uh, with the poison apple, but <clears throat> you know what I mean? It, it's not like, if I saw that, like at, uh, Universal Studios, Hollywood, I, I would be like, oh, okay. You know, that's kind of cool and clever, but you know, I, I, w I could see that there because it's just not Disney branded. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I still have to have one. I think it looks super cool. Yeah. Well, they do. And someone showed a, a picture of it with a tea light inside. And that was, that was pretty cool. That that's a nice uh, that's a Halloween idea. decoration. Yeah, it is a great idea. So anyhow, so that, that's it. You know, um, they, they have some nice stuff. Um, you know, they always have uh, good, good merchandise for Halloween. So I'm glad that they brought that again this year. Uh, then the other thing, um, they have some special treats, and this one is a first for Disneyland. Uh, they're do, they're kind of really putting an emphasis on celebrating Latino culture. Uh, so they have this uh, Dia de los Muertos goodies. I guess they have the Dia de los Muertos goodies uh, at Disneyland, and it's like the apples. Uh, they have the uh, marshmallow wands, and also the crispy treats. And I saw it in person and these are really cool. They're really colorful. And I mean, if the only thing, you know, it just, it's so much sugar, you know, just like with any of the treats that they have, uh, you know, uh, you know, featured on a, on a periodic basis or whatever, month to month, it's just like, wow. You know what I mean? It's just, I, unless, I guess maybe if I had it in the morning and then I'd be amped up throughout the day, but it seems like, wow, you know, just, just so it's like sugar on top of the sugar, you know, cause it's like the apple with white chocolate with caramel. And then the, the decorations are made with sanding sugar and, you know, more caramel and then marshmallow decorations. So it's just like, ha, ah, you know, just, <laughs> too much for you, you got the sweet. Yeah. It's too much for me, but I mean, you know, I mean, for the people who are in the sweets or whatever, or if they're going to share it, then, you know, it's a nice little, nice little, uh, uh, you know, special thing to have uh, to celebrate the Dia de los Muertos, which coincides with, uh, with Halloween. So that's, that's nice that they're kind of putting more emphasis because I know, you know, during Christmas, they also have the, um, what's it called? The, uh, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, the the uh, Viva Navidad. Yes, the Viva Navidad. <laughs> that's awesome. that's fun. That that is really clever. I love the the. I'm looking forward to seeing that again this year. Just they have that little mini parade, and then over at uh, uh, you know the. Uh, uh, what you call it, Paradise Grill, Paradise, uh, <clears throat> Paradise Garden Grill. They have the special menu with uh, all the, the, you know, Mexican food and things like that. So it's fun. Yeah, I think these look super cool. And I'm wondering, you know, because they're doing that movie that's based on that. So it's right. be interesting to see if they, when they do that, if they carry some of these traits that they've made for you guys over to Disney World when that movie's launched. Sure. It's a good test market because, you know, like I said, I mean, there's a large Latino population in California. So, you okay. know, it's, if they're going to debut it anywhere, you might as well debut at Disneyland first. <laughs> so, uh, and then, also, uh, before uh, right after Halloween's over, we have to think about Thanksgiving, and uh, they're going to have a, a special celebration at the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, it's a, like a huge buffet. It's it's like one of those blinging buffets that uh, you go to on, on special occasions, and uh, it's. It's it's uh, it's really expensive though. That's the only thing. It's like seventy. How much is it this year? Seventy something. Seventy two. No, seventy six. Seventy six ninety nine. So basically seventy seven dollars a person. But it's kind of cool because they. I mean, this is not like your average buffet. You know, this isn't like you know going to uh, Storyteller's Cafe or or you know the other. You know, what's that? Um, the Paradise. I, I mean, at the. Um, Oh my gosh. The, yeah. PCH grill. There you go. You know, it, this one is like, you know, they got lobster and shrimp and, you know, multiple, nice. you know, uh, multiple styles of bread, you know, got rolls, uh, they've got breadsticks and they, you know, it just, they go all out. And so, I mean, it is worth it in a, in a way, but it's still pretty darn expensive compared to like some of the other restaurants that have uh, high end buffets as well. So, you know, I, I'd like to try it one of these years, but it just Thanksgiving is like one of the most special days for my family uh, when everyone gets together. So that's the reason why I've never gone. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll just kind of forego my family celebration and just, you know, <laughs> check it out and check this out at Disneyland. It sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And if, you know, for the people who don't want to spend seventy six ninety nine a person, um, they are going to have, and you're at Disneyland on Thanksgiving Day, they do have special menu items all throughout the resort. I'm not going to go over the, the entire menu because it's pretty extensive, actually. Uh, but if you want to check out our website, diningatdisney.com, and uh, you can look at the, the entire Thanksgiving Day dining guide, uh, we'll have it in the show notes so you can check that out. And last but not least, we have the story about some new coffee mugs coming to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It's, it amazes me, you know, how creative they can get with these mugs. I just am astounded that they're able to have all these original ideas and, and uh, you know, and it's just, it's a drinking vessel. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you know, how much, how much, you know, can you put into it? But obviously they're they sell enough to make it worthwhile to continue making designs 
I guess in a way it's almost like collecting pins or something. Yeah. I used to collect so. them and then after a few years, it became, once I started, once I started really, it became too much because it used to be like, like every two to three years. And then I would always then, you know, bring back a, a mug or two. And I've got some really cool ones. Um, but now I'm like, I'm there so often that I'd end up with this ridiculous collection of mugs. And I'm like, no, it has to be something like super, super cool that I'm like, I have to have. Right, right. Well, for me, I don't drink coffee. I've never had an interest in coffee mugs as a, as a collector thing. Um, but and, and I won't go over all the designs that they have. But one I will point out that I think is really clever. And even though I won't be getting it, but I think it's just really clever is the one that they uh, modeled after the Alice in Wonderland. The, I the, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the Alice in Wonderland, the, the teacup ride at Disneyland. So, the, and what's cool about it is that not only does it look like the teacup rides, but the, the saucers attached to the mug itself. So I, I thought that was very um, innovative the way that they thought about that. Yeah. I like the fact that it indents where there would be a door. Exactly. Exactly. That I was like, that's good. You know, it could have just been that they left it as different pieces, but to put it all together the way they did and then make it clear where the door would be is, yeah. That's yeah, definitely. I have to get one. <laughs> the other thing, too, I, and this is not the coffee mugs, but, uh, you know, just something to, to note. Uh, one of these days I'm going to have to do like a like a pictorial uh, and a story about all the salt and pepper shakers that they have uh, at Disneyland as well. Uh, well, just not Disneyland, but both the, both the you know, Disneyland and Walt Disney World Parks uh, that they uh, carry them out. But, you know, they've come up with some really innovative salt and pepper shakers, like the ones that are modeled after the trash cans at Disneyland. You know, it's mm -hmm. just, that's just clever. Yeah, I would, and uh, I oh, go I'm going to have to pick up some to bring back for friends my friends I got married a, a couple weeks ago uh, uh -huh. I already gave him a wedding gift I they're they're big Disney fans too he grew up in a family that you know they went to Disney every year and all that kind of stuff so I'm thinking that I'm gonna have to get them something yeah new what I'm not sure well, that's yet. cool but I had thought about the salt and pepper shaker thing because those are pretty cool yeah definitely uh, and then the other thing that they, uh, you know, coffee related, I guess, is that they made a special blend for the Sanaa restaurant at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. I've never, I ate at, um, wait, is it, what's the one that's, no, there's Jico and there's Sanaa, right? And Boma. And Boma. Okay, so I think I ate at Jico. And so I haven't eat, eaten at Sanaa restaurant, um, but what Sanaa restaurant, what, uh, what style of food is that? I mean, I mean, well, obviously it's like African, right? Yeah. Cuisine? Yeah. And then is it like counter service or is it? It's table service. Table service. Okay. Yeah, it's just gonna but Jico's the higher end one though, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then Boma has, is a buffet. Okay. It's one of my favorites. I is really it? Like okay. Ma. Yeah. They have this really awesome, um, like bread sampler that you can do. And uh -huh. one of the options is to get the nine sauces. Ah, interesting. And that is, that's one of my favorite parts. I'm like, Ooh, so many sauces to try. Oh yeah. Well, you and I both, I mean, we love to sample food, you know what I mean? It's oh, just, it is so uh, I love, so I love the, 
Yeah, it's it's. I love having a variety of food. You know, I, like I grew up. You know, my, my mother's Korean, and so we always had like little side dishes. You know, it's, they call banchan. And so, you know, when I, whenever we had you know nice dinners and stuff, I always remember like just having a wide selection of things. I can just get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, and and so I just I like dining that style as well because, you know, sometimes I just you know I, I want to just i want to not graze per se but i want to just i want to try everything i want i want like i love all the fl- different flavors you know the contra- comparing and contrasting the different flavors and textures and stuff like that it's just it's okay. just fun that's a good place that you have to try it next time then yeah i was told boma is really great as well so uh, yeah i'll have to i'll have to hit up both places next time i go i like boma for breakfast but for dinner i have found it over years be very inconsistent even within a oh really inconsistent okay i know it's one of those places people rave about but i've it's one of those places that i never find it to be the food to be consistent and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of to me it's kind of a bummer but you know i still go back but their breakfast is phenomenal they've got some awesome breakfast items cool Speaking of Joffrey's, I do want to mention that right now on the site we have a contest going on where you can win a Joffrey's Coffee Trio. It's three one-pound bags of Disney Parks Resort Specialty Coffee Collection. There are um, rules and all of that, terms and conditions that do apply, like with you know, every other contest that ever goes on. So uh, you should check it out. Just visit Dining at Disney. You'll see off to the side uh, that there is a banner you can click on to enter to win this. And it goes through the end of this month. And November 2nd is when we'll announce who the winner is. I mean, it's nice. I mean, three-pound bags of coffee, and their coffee is like about $14 a pound. It's not a bad. That's cool. I want to. I want to. I want to enter to win, but I can't. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> so, sure. Let's see what other news do I have. Uh, there's a waterfront brunch now offered at Norcosis. It begins starting November 22nd, so right before Thanksgiving. Uh, the price is going to be $69 for ages 10 and up and 41 for ages 3 to 9. So you can check that out. And then Tortuga Tavern. Okay, it's been a big deal with the fact that Pecos Bills changed their menu. Everybody, is, so many people have been upset with the fact that they got rid of their burgers and, and menu items like that. Well, they made it of Mexican fare. And everybody was like, well, you can go to Tortuga Tavern. Well, of course, a week later, they announced that Tortuga Tavern now has the new menu. And their menu is going to focus on barbecue. So they've got some sandwiches uh, that come on Texas toast, served with coleslaw, baked beans. But you can choose from like pulled pork, sliced beef brisket, grilled chicken breast. And uh, I'm excited about this menu. I know a lot of people were, you know, bummed about Pecos Bill getting rid of the burger, which I was like, yay! I'm Because, as you know, I say all the time, I'm like, Disneyland has the better quick service menu, so there's more variety. Well, 
you already had the two location, large locations in Disney World for or in Magic Kingdom. When it came to quick service, both had burgers, chicken, you know, the same kind of fare. So it's nice that one of them has changed up and now Tortuga Tavern has changed its menu as well. I'm looking forward to it. It's on my to-do list when I go. So where's Tortuga Tavern located? It's actually connected to Pecos Bills, but it's right before you exit Adventureland and turn the corner. Okay into Frontierland, which is where Pecos Bill sits. There's actually like a ramp that connects the two restaurants. So when you're in the okay. sky, often people see like a, a rope, and I'm sure a lot of people don't realize that you can go and walk up that if it's not, you know, closed off and that that takes you to the seating where Tortuga Tavern is. But it's, it's, uh, they're connected, but in technically two different lands. So I'm. I guess I'm a little confused. Tortuga Tavern. I my assumption is that alludes to like parts of the Caribbean. It's it's right across. Okay. So, uh, but they didn't have barbecue <laughs> then. Why are they serving barbecue? I don't know. It seems I don't know. Unless they're testing okay. it out, just see sure. what it's going to do. You know, before they launch it over. I, to me, it's it's. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's like Smoke Jumper's Grill. It's like, why don't you have barbecue? I mean, it's smoke in the name, you know. It's, so yeah. just uh, whatever. I mean, I would say, you know, I mean, maybe they could go like uh, instead of Mexican food. I mean, you know, I went to um, I spent some time in Miami, and when I was there, you know, over here in California, they have a place called Pollo Loco, which is like Mexican style you know, chicken that's, you know, grilled and, and things like that. And then when I was in Miami, they had something similar, but instead of pollo loco, they call it pollo tropical. And it, essentially it was a blend of like Puerto Rican and Cuban and, you know, that type of, you know, food. So I'm just like, well, why, why don't you do that instead? But, you know, whatever. The only thing is it could be because this is a Tortuga Tavern seasonal. So mm. okay. they're testing it out to see how well it does. And if it does well, also add it to Pecos Bills or switch up Pecos Bills. I mean, mm. it always made sense to me that, you know, Tortuga Tavern had Mexican style food. It just, you know, made sense to me. But the fact that they've switched them up, if we're if we're thinking about it in terms of theming and and what goes with theming as far as food. Yeah, it should be reversed. But I'm excited to try both. So, yeah, it sounds like cool. I mean, it sounds cool. I, I'm always up for new menu items, you know. I am because I get tired of eating the same thing. And I don't even, you know, it's not like I live close enough that I'm there every week or every month. Right. Just, you know. Well, they I'm over. Uh, I want I want menus to change. Yeah. The over I I, uh, I this isn't really kind of uh newsworthy in terms of like writing a, a full story about it, but they uh, took away the baked potatoes they used to have at Harbor Gallery. And they, I guess they're having them over at um, the Troubadour Tavern. Uh, they moved them, moved those over there, which, you know, makes a little more sense. And then at Harbor Gallery, they introduced two new menu items, uh, a lobster bisque and uh, a fisherman salad. So, uh, so I tried them both, you know, <laughs> of course. Uh, and, uh, 
yeah, the lobster bisque was, eh, you know, it was, it just, I don't know, kind of almost tasted like it came out of a tin can, which is, eh, you know, that that's the reason why I'm not high on it. I mean, it was very rich and creamy, but it just, just kind of like had that almost metallic tinge to it. And then, uh, and then the fisherman salad, have you ever had a tuna nishwa salad yeah. before? Okay. Yeah. So essentially the same exact thing. Uh, the only difference is the, the dressing because you just have to pick one of their standard dressings that they have available. And then the, uh, and then instead of the uh, seared ahi tuna, it's uh, canned tuna. So it's all cooked tuna and shredded, you know, just like you get out of, you know, Starkist or whatever, you know? Yeah. So anyways, but it was good though. I was, it was actually surprisingly good. I, I, you know, when I see canned tuna, I, I, my expectations are lowered a bit, and oh, yeah. this thing actually exceeded my expectations, so that's a good thing. And I, I would have no qualms about eating it again because it's a nice, healthy option uh, that you can get instead of, you know, turkey leg or chimichanga or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that, when you said, of course, you said canned tuna, I'm like, eh. Right, but if you say it's good, I'll have next time. I'll have to try it then. Yeah, and then let's see. I have one last thing before we get into our big discussion, and it is that Lickety Split at Four Seasons Orlando is going to be offering a barista boot camp. Uh, they're doing a whole series of unique classes that are going to be offered between now and December thirty first. But in December, that's when they're going to be doing the barista ones. And it's going to be two hours, and you'll be given a chance to learn uh, different ways to make coffee. You get to create um, a, let's see, where's that at? Um, I just lost my place. Um, how to make the perfect single drip cup. You'll also learn how to add some holiday cheer to your coffee beverages, uh, creating two different coffee cocktails. So those will be nice for having a little party. And then the art of, of the art of latte art. That's hard to say for some reason. <laughs> so you'll learn how to do some cool designs like Christmas trees and snowmen into your coffee. And uh, those are going to be taking place December 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. And they're from 5 to 7 p.m. at Lickety Split. And the cost is $75 per person. Reservations will be required. There is limited space. And uh, I've got the phone number on there. It's 407-313-6161. Again, if you uh, want that information, it's on Dining at so, Jay, let's get into the best places for beer, wine, cocktails, you name it, a, adult, 21 and up beverages. Sounds good. I'm ready for you to kick it off. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with Disneyland then. <laughs> all right. Well, as we all know, Walt, when he built Disneyland, didn't want to have alcohol on premises. So, well, of course, with the exception of Club 33. Uh, regardless, uh, so when it comes to beer, wine, or cocktails, there's not really much to say, except uh, if you're a member of Club 33, you know, kudos to you because you, you're the, one of the few people that can actually drink an alcoholic beverage on property. Uh, the, I guess I would have to mention, though, that there is a one non-alcoholic uh, cocktail that you can get, and that's the mint julep. And either you can get it at the Blue Bayou restaurant 
if you're not going to be dining at the Blue Bayou. The other alternative is the Mint Julep Bar, which is uh, right next to the right next to Cafe Orleans. Uh, no, French Market. Excuse me, right next to French Market. So, uh, if you want to uh, grab one of those, uh, it's a bit on the sweet side. Uh, you know, me for me, it's like I. I've had a traditional mint julep and I've had that and now I'm just like, okay, I, it, it needs it. It needs the bourbon in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, but it, it's nice. It's a nice sweet beverage for, for people who really enjoy that. And, and uh, you know, if you've never tried it, it's definitely worthwhile trying. And because it's one of those iconic treats that uh, Disneyland is known for. And then we get to DCA, and of course, Disney California Adventure has all kinds of uh, options available to grab an adult beverage. So I'm going to break it down uh, for beer, wine, and cocktails. Okay. So for beer, what I'm doing, uh, it was a tie because I love the Cove Bar. I've I've extolled its virtues over and over again about you know it's one of my favorite dining spots, and you know if my father was still you know, alive, then I would, you know, take him there for dinner for a nice little, you know, just the, the ambiance and, you know, looking over the water and, you know, saying Mickey's fun wheel. It's just, it's a great relaxing environment. And, it, you know, you're just drinking a beer, just like it's a perfect setting. However, there's also Sonoma Terrace. Now, this is a place I, I discovered, it was basically last year, uh, it was one of those spots where they used to distribute the uh, World of Color dining packages there, uh, you know, the, the picnic package, mm -hmm. and uh, they got rid of that, so now it's uh, uh, like basically like a little beer, you know, craft beer station, if you will. And they have a lot of different beers. Everything, the only downside is everything is in bottles, there's no taps. Uh, but, you know, they do have a really large selection of beers available. And uh, the setting is just wonderful because it's in a shaded area. There's plenty of a, a lot of people don't know about it. They just kind of walk by it. Uh, it's right by Wine Country Tractorium. And it's you're walking towards uh, the um, Paradise Pier area, uh, like towards Goofy Sky School. Uh, you know, many people don't realize that there's, you know, a nice little seating area that you can kind of sit back and relax, have a beer. And uh, they also have uh, like a che little cheese plate and a charcuterie plate as well. And um, they, they're actually pretty decent quality food. Uh, but, you know, that's it. I mean, you know, they, it's not a place where you can order like appetizers or anything like that. It's just it's a prepackaged deal, you know, for as far as the charcuterie and the, yeah. the cheese plates. Uh, so, um, and then it's also an, an awesome spot to, if you see the Pixar play parade, and since a lot of people don't know about it, you can actually post up and you're in the shade and you, you're on a, in a, on an elevated uh, station. So you have a, a nice view of, you know, of the, uh, of the Pixar play parade as it goes by. So definitely check that out. And then, uh, as far as wine is concerned, uh, you know, again, this is one of those newer places uh, that I sort of overlooked uh, all these years, and that was the Alfresco Terrace. And uh, I, I wrote up a story about it that people can read on the Dunning at Disney website. I did a nice little review, and they had uh, they have appetizers there, and I really like those uh, risotto balls that they had. It's just it was really good. It's like crispy and crunchy on the outside, nice cheesy and fluffy, tender on the inside. Just yeah. it was like the perfect risotto bite 
and uh, and then the wine selection you know as i pointed out in the article and and i think we discussed pre- uh, briefly as well that they have all the disney family wines i mean you know they got lasser winery they've got uh, uh the what's his name the uh oh my gosh uh, uh all these disney legends uh, you know of course uh, diane disney miller and what's that i can't that? think i i can't remember yeah one of the parks executives uh that uh, uh, anyways, you can check out the story and you can get the full breakdown of everyone who's uh, ever been associated with Disney. It seems like, uh, it, you know, they have a winery and uh, they feature their wines. By the, right. Definitely. Fest Parker, of course. I can't Fest Parker, right? the one that it belongs to uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, but uh yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes so people can check it out and they can see the full breakdown of everyone uh, that uh, has a wine there. It's like the wine menu is like six pages long, but it's not just wine, like a just a boring list of wines. It actually gives you some history and background of the wineries. So it's kind of cool. You know, I really enjoy that. It's, you know, I, I, it was almost like, uh, you know, like, like coffee table reading. You know what I mean? Like a coffee table book. And they have, so, uh, nice, they have nice flight options nice too. That way, if you want to try, uh, you know, a couple different wines, you've got that as an option too. Right, exactly. You're you're more in tune with wine than myself, so uh, <laughs> I'll take you. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, you know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> I went there. I think. Tw- I go there every single time that I'm at Disneyland. It's like I can't miss. I'm in there at least once, um, um, sometimes twice. I just like there. It's a great view. You're up above the park. You can have this amazing view of Cars Land at night. I mean, it looks so cool from up there. Uh, one of the yeah, cats lives up there, so you, you'll see the Disney cat. And it's just a nice right. place to, to sit down, relax, and talk. And, uh, you know, it's not noisy. There's not a lot of people up there, so it's it's perfect for that. Yeah, that's uh, I. The time that I went, it was in the afternoon, so I was like, you know what, I I have to come back here at night because I could only imagine since it has that uh, viewpoint of Cars Land, it'd be that'd be totally spectacular. It is. It's a phenomenal viewpoint. So, and uh, then let's see for a cock. For cocktails, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Carthay Circle Lounge. And this is one of the... I mean, you can get the Scotch Mist at, at other places around the resort, but I don't know, something about the ambiance and, you know, with all the, the old-time classic Hollywood pictures and stuff, it just seems like the most appropriate place for that. Either there or the Steakhouse 55 Lounge, uh, you know, would be a good place for the Scotch Mist. But, um yeah, that that was Walt's. Uh, purportedly, it was his Walt. It was his favorite drink. Um, have you ever tried that before? I have not. I've tried it, and whew, man, I tell you, Walt had a had a had a high tolerance for that for that hard stuff, man. Because that <laughs> I I sipped it, and I was just like, <coughs> I mean, I literally coughed when I when I drank it because it's just so potent and powerful. And it's just like. Okay, I mean it's scotch with like a little, um, little uh, like the lemon peel or whatever in there, and it just I I could not tell that there was any lemon in that whatsoever. It was like a lemon zest. Yeah, yeah I said lemon peel. It's a lemon zest, wow. and I just really it just it, it was pretty it was pretty overwhelming for me. But I also like the they have the, the little martinis uh, and they uh, have. 
um, well, now they, because of the diamond celebration, they actually have a machine that makes ice cubes in the form of a diamond. So that's really nice. And, uh, but yeah, it is really cool. And then also the other times, uh, you know, when, before they had diamonds, and I'm sure that after the diamond celebration's over, they had the, the spherical ice molds. And I don't know how they do it, but the, that, the, you know, whenever I see people make the, those ice, you know, those round sphere ice cubes or whatever, it's like, the, it's always like, you know, kind of, uh, cloudy and stuff in the middle this one is like perfectly clear and it's just amazing that they're able to get, to get it like it looks almost like a crystal ball huh i know that to do it at home you have to boil the water twice right exactly it has to boil it has to cool it has to boil it has to cool and that's the only way at home you can get one that looks like that i'd be curious how they make them that way without doing doing that with that right i think they get a special water actually uh if i remember correctly because i talked to the bartender this was this was several years ago because i so i'm not sure if I, i'm recollecting this correctly but hopefully i'm right here uh he had told me that they actually imported a special water from alaska for that those ice molt or for the ice cubes so you know, either, you know, hopefully I'm right. Uh, if I'm wrong, then maybe he was, you know, pulling my leg or something. So who knows? <laughs> maybe he's a former uh, Jungle you know, jungle Cruise skipper, and then that's the way he <laughs> likes to play around with people. <laughs> so um, anyhow, uh, so that that's for Disney California Adventure. Uh, downtown Disney Anaheim. I should just say downtown Disney now, right? Because there's no more downtown Disney in Florida. Not anymore. Correct? I mean, it's, it's Disney Springs now, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So uh, downtown Disney in, in Anaheim. Uh, for beer, I like the Uva Bar. And the reason I like this place is because, first off, they have uh, you know, a nice variety of, of beers on tap. And it's also a, a cool place to people watch. I mean, it's right in the heart of downtown Disney. So you get to see everybody going back and forth, you know, and, and uh, it, they have music going on. You know, they, they have the, uh, you know, at nighttime, they have the special, you know, like live music bands and everything. I mean, you know, so it's really cool. Just a lot of uh, you can really feel the vibe there. Uh, as far as wine, I guess. The best place for that, I would say, is Catal Restaurant. It's a that place is a Mediterranean fusion uh, establishment, but it's it's higher end. So they they have a large selection of wines that that are available, and uh, you know it's part of the Patina Group, which you know a lot of the places in downtown Disney are as well. But uh, they put, I guess, a little extra oomph into their wine list at that uh, at that establishment. It makes sense uh, so, though, too because. You know, the Mediterranean countries are known for their wine. So it makes sense True. that that would have, you know, a superb wine list. Yes. And uh, for cocktails, I would say Tortilla Joe's. 
And this is a, like, if you love margaritas, if you love tequila or mezcal, whatever, it, this is definitely the spot to be. Uh, I, you know, I was amazed when I went there for lunch. I saw the whole wall of tequila, just like, you know, dark ones, light ones, silver, you know, the, the clear tequilas and it's, you know, the mezcals. And it's just like, wow, it's a, just totally amazing. And, you know, a lot of high end stuff. And so if you're, you're, uh, you know, into that, uh, you know, I, I had a bad experience when I was younger. So uh, tequila is really not, not my cup of tea, so to speak. Uh, but, uh, you know, for people who like it, you know, I, I'm not against tequila. It's just, I, I have to be very limited in, in how much I drink of it because I, I, I had, I remember that wicked hangover that I had when, oh, I, was, no. when I was younger because, you know, yeah, definitely. But, uh, regardless, uh, you know, it is, a, it's, a, it's, you know, at nighttime they have the little outdoor bar that's really lively and uh, just really conducive to drinking a margarita. You know, it's just very festive. So it's like, if you're going to drink a margarita, that's the perfect spot to be. So. I do really like their margarita bed. Right. Uh, then the last uh, place, uh, last section of the resort as the Disneyland Resort Hotels. And the for, for beer, of course, Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. This could also be a great place for, for the cocktails as well. Uh, but I have another. I have another um, another location. I think that is even better, in my opinion. Uh, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Anyhow, I mean, everybody knows about Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. It's you know just really great place to be. Uh, lots of drinks. They have some beers on the tap. Not a, not a huge selection, but they are uh, Polynesian inspired. Uh, so you know. You, you know, it just like it just kind of gets you in the mood. You know, they they have one of the things I like is the um, Kona Rock uh, Fire, the the Kona Fire Rock Pale Ale. That's just that's my favorite, one of my favorite beers. And then um, for wine, uh, I would say uh, Napa Rose. Uh, now, either Napa Rose, you can either go into the restaurant itself because all the the wait staff they're trained sommeliers. Uh, well, not the wait staff. I should say all the servers are, are trained sommeliers, not not the people that bring you the bread and water and that type of thing. Uh, but you know, your server will be a trained sommelier, and uh, they also have that little new machine that we we talked about in a, I think it was like three episodes ago, where they take that really expensive bottle of wine. They have that machine kind of plugs into it, and then you can just get like a little taster. You know, like one ounce, three ounce, four ounces, or whatever. And you don't have to buy, you know, that, that $800 bottle of wine. You just get, you know, a <laughs> little, little taster of it, you know, and just see if it's really worth that much money. So, uh, yeah, so again, Napa Rose or Napa Rose Lounge is a, is a perfect spot for wine. Uh, the last place uh, then I'll mention, and this is for the cocktails, is the Hearthstone Lounge. Now, this place, I think, is really overlooked. A lot of people don't realize that it's there. Uh, you know, it's really classy uh, and it's it's kind of like it's like rustic classy, if you will. I mean, it's kind of like that seems like um, almost like an oxymoron, but it it really feels like upscale and but also rustic at the same time because it's part of the Grand California Hotel and Spa. And the you know they 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 have all similar cocktails as any other place around the resort, but it's just I don't know something about it the, the ambiance and and everything just really kind of makes you feel like relaxed and comfortable and you know it's a really nice lounge setting you know just 
comfortable seats. And then, of course, they have the bar seating as well. But, you know, just I really like the lounge area and it's just conducive to uh, to having a, a nice, just you know, relaxing cocktail. I have not been there. You haven't? Okay. Oh, also, I was going to include this as a tip, but uh, I, I don't know if, uh, but uh, I'll just, I'll put, put it in a bonus tip later. Uh, this is also one of the only places that you get free grub, you know, free food. It's not like, you know, like, you know, regular food. It's, it is a bar mix, uh, but the, uh, the snack that they offer you is uh, like, a, like a spicy peanut Chex Mix type thing. And so it's really great. It's uh, it's like salty and a bit spicy, but it's not so spicy that that it is like, you know, you're you're like trying to you know cool your mouth off. But it, it just kind of slightly warms your mouth. So when you're drinking that cold cocktail, it's like perfect. You know, it's just like oh man, and, and it's one of my favorite snacks. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely next time you go, you should you should check it out. I will have to do that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna end up with this ridiculously long list for my next trip of all these places that I need to go to. <laughs> right. So that's, so that's it for Disneyland Resort. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so over at Disney World, and I didn't do mine like as nice and neat as you did. Like I didn't select one from. I selected a variety of of places for different. Well, you have a lot of options too there, so that's I can imagine. So, Magic Kingdom, there is only one option, and it's be our guest restaurant. And you, you can't just like walk in and go, "Hey, I want a cocktail." No, you have to actually have a reservation, be dining and eating food, and all of that good stuff. Um, So. Again, it's it's a dry park except for be our guest, and it's because it is a higher end, you know, kind of menu. It's a little bit more upscale than your you know typical park food, and being French cuisine, the one and the French beers, apparently about the food to bring the best guest experience there. They did allow some alcohol to be served. So it's just beer and wine, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So actually, I, when I when I, I remember when they first announced this, I thought it was just going to be wine only, and then uh, but you were telling me that they do have some beer, right? Yeah. There's either three or four beers, and they're Belgium and French. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can't get like if you're thinking you want a Budweiser, that's not happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, that wouldn't happen with me, anyways. <laughs> Budweiser is <laughs> I don't ever drink any of those. I'm like international and craft craft or local beers. That's my thing. That yeah, I'm I'm with you hundred percent on that and yeah. So Epcot has quite a you know, a variety. I mean there's eleven countries represented there. And I selected some of my favorites. One is in Mexico, you have to go to La Cava del Tequila, uh, both there and La Hacienda de San Angel, which is the restaurant, have fantastic margaritas and tequilas. And they do have a tequila ambassador. Um, her name is Hilda over at La Cava. And so they know they know their tequilas. I mean, there's so many to choose from. It's uh, and Mezcal. If they have the scorpion, if you're into uh, eating scorpions, you can ask for it if it's left. But they do have a bartender there who is often the one who consumes them. So 
me on the other hand, I'm not eating the worm and I am not eating the, the scorpion. But if that's your kind of thing, you can do that there. Also, um, if you're looking for cocktails, I would say France because they have, and I can't think of the name of it. It's a drink kiosk. It's, it's right along the World Showcase Lagoon opposite Le, uh, uh, Le Chef's France. And they have the Grand Marnier slushy that everybody loves. And there's a Grey Goose slushy as well. So that's where you can go to get that as well as some delicious wines. Um, one of my, actually two of my favorite places to go to both have beer. Uh, one of them is Rose and Crown Pub and Dining Room, where you can get all kinds of um, United Kingdom beers. One of my favorites is uh, they have the Bumblebee, which is Boddington's and Guinness. That's one of my hmm. favorites. And then cool. Germany. Anywhere in Germany, there's two different beer kiosks that you can go to. There is Weinkeller, uh, which is the um, wine shop. They do have beers there as well. You have Summerfest where you can get some beers. It's the quick service. And Beer Garden where you can get a full liter beer should you choose wines as well. And that's the, the buffet restaurant. So anywhere in the Germany Pavilion, you can get good drinks. And it's the one place. It's like my must-do. I have to have a German beer and a pretzel. Like, I Especially this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> so... I will even make sure I have room for that during food and wine, which is hard because there's so much other, you know, stuff to eat and drink that's not there all the time. But I have to have my German pretzel and beer. So that's Epcot for you. And then over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Brown Derby has its own outdoor seating lounge. And... It's seats separate from the restaurant, and that's a nice place where you can get a nice cocktail, you can get some beer or some wine, sit back, relax. Uh, they have a plate there. You can order some small plates, sample some food, and enjoy like a, a nice drink or wine. They do have like a, um, I think they're called Hollywood flights, but there's one that's martinis, there's one that's margaritas, and those are good to do as well. And my must-hit place is always Tune and Lounge, and it's part of 50s prime time, and it's uh, it's located where the seating area is in the restaurant, but it's their bar. They have amazing bartenders that have been there for a really long time, and they know their drinks. I mean, they're good at what they do. And I go there so often that they, like three of them know Altron and I by name. Ah, that's that, cool. That says a lot of <laughs> how I spent yeah. time in a bar when I don't even live there and the people know me, you know? So, yeah. Um, Dave, Dave, and Elena are awesome uh, bartenders and you can get they've got some fun cocktails there's like dad's lemonade and, and things like that that you can get and they've got a good selection of beers and even if there's some drinks you've had in some of the other locations around the parks they have if you ask them some of them even know how to make the drinks that don't exist anymore oh wow yeah that's cool that's pretty cool um, 
So that's Hollywood Studios. And then over at Animal Kingdom, I have to go with Dawa Bar. It's located, it's located outside of Tusker House um, in, the, in the Africa area of the park. Outdoor seating. And it's a good place to get out of the hot sun. Like, say you want to sit outside, but you don't want to be in the sun. It's all covered. So you can sit outside. Have uh, I always have a beer. They have Safari Amber, which you can get there. And you can get it at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's it. Huh. So I always sit there and have a Safari Amber. They do have some signature cocktails as well. So that's kind of... That's kind of my place to kind of like to chill out when I go to the Animal Kingdom. I have at one point met up with a friend and spent like four hours just sitting there. Wow. And been like, okay, well, I guess I didn't see much of the part today, but <laughs> it's just a nice place to kind of, you know, just kind of relax a little bit. And, and, uh, they have, uh, an air, little area outside where you can watch a live band perform. And that's kind of fun too. So, and then for Disney Springs, Dockside Margaritas, which opened was it earlier this year or the end of last year? Maybe earlier this year. But they have fantastic margaritas. All of them are made fresh. So it sits right along the water and it gives you a nice view of downtown Disney. You can just sit back, relax, and listen to uh, live music. They had a guy playing guitar and singing when we were there. But that's a good place for that. They, um, they had a good view of downtown Disney, huh? It has a 3,000-mile view. <laughs> I don't I'm know what playing. the view point is. It sits right along the water. It's the view of Disney Springs now. You gotta get your get your. Uh, oh gosh! Get Ugh. your terminology up to date now. I know it's been taking me a while. I mean, this is a new change. You know? Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah, I, I could imagine yeah. there. Yeah, you know, it'd be a, a, an abrupt change, but it's actually I'm glad that they did that because it was just sort of confusing. Saying yeah, downtown Disney. When I you know when I think of downtown Disney, I always think Disneyland, obviously, because that's where I, you know, what I know, but you know, whereas you say downtown Disney and, you know, in your mind, it's, you know, where you're at. And so, you know, in, in Florida, so it's like, okay, you know, but now, now it's, it's clearly delineated, you know, they've got Disney Springs and then they've got downtown Disney. So. What's funny is when I'm writing my posts, I think Disney Springs, but when I talk, I still think, downtown disney yeah take me forever i know to like get that out of my head i've gone past the, the fact that it's no longer pleasure island i don't even remember the last time i said pleasure island but it's gonna take me a while to think the landing when it comes you know our marketplace well marketplace is pretty much still the same so it's west side but to think like town center once that section is done do you think in those terms and and say Disney Springs? It's going to take it some time. But uh, yeah, so Dockside on the Marketplace side of Disney Springs. <laughs> also over there, which has a, sits on the water, is the Love Lounge. It's part of Rain uh, Rainforest Cafe, hmm. and you can sit out there and actually watch the volcano go off. I don't remember how many minutes go by. 
that they, you know, that they have the little lava do its explosion. But really? Is it like how big is it? Explosion. Do it. How how big is that? The it's, the lava, whatever like the volcano. You can see it from like if you're up in the hot air balloon, which is on the west side, you can still see uh-huh. the volcano go off if you're on the. Oh wow. So it's kind of cool. so. Is it is it like similar to like Las Vegas? The uh, what you call it? The um, what's the name of the place with the volcano in front of it? I think it's not Mirage. It's maybe it is Mirage that they have the the volcano that goes off every like whatever twenty minutes or something like that. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's good size. It's not. I mean, I don't. I I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just curious. So it's big, but not that big. Yeah, I didn't even go to downtown Disney slash Disney Springs when I was there, uh, so I, I have no reference point for that, for that place. Oh, so. it's gonna be—you're really gonna like it once it's completely done and you see it because it's gonna—it's—it's it's really different what they've done with it. It looks. Yeah, different. I. Yeah, next time I go, I'm, I'm gonna try to allocate a, little, a few more days because we we hit up not only Disney World but we also went to Universal Studios as well so that's the thing is that we're trying to pack in everything in a very kind of abbreviated time frame so i just this time you know next time we go you know i know where to go you know for how long you know and and, uh you know what i want to see and what i really want to see and what it's just like okay i can skip over you know because it's basically the same yeah and then in the landing area of Disney Springs, I have three locations. One is Raglan Row because they have a great selection of beer, uh, whiskeys, things like that. Because I mean, it's an Irish, Irish pub. It's huge. I mean, there's you've got the restaurant itself where you can sit inside, and then mm-hmm. there are two different outdoor seating areas that you can get drinks at as well. So you've got a lot of choices of of areas to sit um, when you visit that place. And it's it's good Irish food. I mean, the guy who owns the restaurant, um, Master Chef Kevin Dunnan, it still lives in Ireland. So it's interesting. You know, and he, he makes sure he comes and he, he checks the place out, makes sure it's, you know, what he wants and he makes changes to the menu occasionally. He's always there in Orlando. I know during food and wine because he does some a couple of things at that time. So that's a favorite of mine. It's it's one of my favorite restaurants in general. So it's always a do not miss for me, especially for the beers. And then the boathouse is new, and in addition to the big bar that they have inside the restaurant, there's one that sits out on the water too. So that's a really cool place to sit, relax at night, you know, take in the whole atmosphere of Disney Springs, um, enjoy a nice drink. And then I haven't been there yet, but I will soon. And that's Jock Lindsay's because that just opened. So that's on my to-do list. I haven't been there yet, but that's going to be, I think, a fantastic place for cocktails. Oh, it sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then for resorts, I'm going to go with Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. 
as one of them. I mean, I feel like you can't you can't not have that on the list. It's not as right. good as the Enchanted Tiki Bar, but it's still pretty good. And it's unique. I mean, that there's there's it has a whole different uh, feel from any of the other places that you can go and have a drink. It's just a unique, you know, interactive kind of experience. I think when you go to the the two different Trader Sam's, so that has to be on the list. Um, uh, I feel like for relaxing and grabbing a drink, just go to the Wave Lounge. When you take a seat there, it's not like you're going to go, "Wow, this is this is." amazing place it's not necessarily about the atmosphere but it's it's not loud and the bartenders there really know their stuff and they're really great to sit down talk to um and enjoy a drink so i had to put that on there i've been known to escape magic kingdom when it gets really busy during the day and head over to the way to have a beer sit down and relax and chat with my friend where you know you're not with the craziness of being in the park. Can I ask you a quick question? I sorry to go back a little bit here, but at Trader Sam's uh, Grog Grotto, do they have, uh, are the bartenders there all former uh, Jungle Cruise skippers as well? I do not know. Okay, because they do that. That's one of the cool things about the Enchanted Tiki Bar, Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar at Disneyland Hotel, is that all the bartenders were former Jungle Cruise skippers. So the, you know they all have that sort of lively, you know, tell you a story and pull your leg kind of feel, you know, when when they, they interact with you. It's pretty cool. And so I just didn't know if it was. I felt there was a difference in the type of cast members. It might mm. be the case. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna have to find out now that you say that because I did not yeah. realize that about the Enchantiki Bar. So yes, I'm gonna have to find out if that's true about Grotto then. Um, and that, oh, I didn't even say where that was located. It's at um, Polynesian Village Resort. Uh, the wave is located in the Contemporary, as well as the next two that I have on my list and that is Top of the World Lounge. If you're a Disney Vacation Club and you're staying at Bay Lake Towers, uh, you have to check this place out because it's at the top of the hotel. It has an amazing view of the fireworks over at Magic Kingdom because it overlooks that. So that's a great place. Um, it's nice. It's quiet. But again, if if you're not DVC, you better or staying there, you better know the secret way to get in. <laughs> What's the secret? Think, there used to be a secret way to get in, and I don't know if you can still get in, but there was a way that you can sneak in to that place in the in the past. And I don't know. I just followed my friend and you go through these like different places to get to it. And I couldn't do it on my own. Like I would need my my little friend who knows the secret way to get there. Um, but if you're also looking for a, still another good view of the fireworks, California Girl Lounge. You can order off the menu. You don't have to have a reservation. And it sits at the top of the Contemporary Resort and has an, a fantastic view of the fireworks. They've got like a little place where you can walk outside and watch them. And it's it's worth doing, I think. And then if you're looking for a little bit more of like a lively kind of atmosphere over at Coronado Springs, which is one of my favorite resorts, is Rick's Lounge. And you have to be 21 and up. There is 
they will not allow somebody to come in that isn't. And it has kind of a uh, Latin club kind of feel to the place, but it, you know, upscale kind of feel. It's a really cool vibe, and they do have some unique drinks. And um, every now and then they'll do something depending on um, if it's a certain holiday, they might have some kind of drink that is influenced by that is, is a still so that's pretty cool and then i have two others one is going to be and this one again has to do with a view and it's capital and it is the restaurant located on top of four seasons orlando you don't have to be staying there to get there uh, to get to dine there or drinks or anything like that but it's located at the top of the resort and has an amazing view that overlooks all of Walt Disney World. So you can see all the different icons from the different parks from the top of there. And it's got, uh, you can sit inside and have a meal, sit at the bar and just have cocktails, or you can go and sit outside where you have the most amazing view. So um, I've been there once for cocktails and I'm actually going to be going back real soon and having a meal there. So I can't wait. And then, yeah, it sounds like a good time. Oh, it is. It's got it, the, the view is what you're like. Wow, you could be out there and see fireworks going off at Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. I mean, what are the chances you could see? I mean, of course, they're not going to be like as close, but it's right. a really cool place to get to. You know, just kind of chill out and relax. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, and then Peacock Alley, which is located at Waldorf Astoria, Orlando. It's as you walk into the hotel, um, you've got your check-in desk on your right. And then off, if you walk a little bit farther up, off to the left side is Peacock Alley. And they have this amazing drink that they make called the Peacock Egg. And it sits over glass and it's a big ice egg. And inside is the cocktail. Interesting. It's really Oh, that's kind of cool. That's clever. It is. It's it's a really good drink, and it's in a nice place, you know, in the evening, kind of wind down or maybe sit at the bar, grab a drink, and kind of just stay inside and avoid the heat. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool place. They do have, on Sundays in the afternoon, they do their um, tea time there. And then, like, right now, because they have their food and wine weekends going on, on the weekends, there's a little chocolate area that is set up on the far side of Peacock Alley. And you can get chocolate and champagnes or sparkling wines. So that's that's a nice way, I think, to end your night like, during the food and wine festival. You know, go over to Peacock Alley and have some chocolate and champagne and just relax. So those are all mine. I know mine was not as organized and as specific as yours, but that's I had too many places that I had to mention. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I think it's time to wrap it all up with and finish the meal with our dessert. Sounds good. You Do you want to go first or should I go? Tips. So I'm going to let you go first with your tip. Oh, sure. Well, you, you heard about the the sort of 
uh, the uh, bonus tip that I provided before about the uh, the little snacks that you can get at Hearthstone Lounge, which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, also, you know, I I love beer. I mean, beer is like that's my thing. You know, I, I I'd rather have beer than than wine or cocktails or whatever. Uh, it just I think it complements a meal um, fantastically uh, in, in in all situations. And uh, if you're into beers like me uh, and you want to know, like, what's at the resort, you know, because, you know, there, there's a lot there's a lot more than people realize. I mean, you know, you can go and and, you know, you get the Bud Light and then whatever, all the other, you know, kind of commercial beers uh, at various locations. But, you know, if you want a listing of like craft beers or specialty beers, local beers, that type of thing from breweries that are uh, from the, around the area, uh, there's a guy named Dan, uh, and uh, he uh, has a, a really great um, uh, Instagram and, and website uh, called mousebrew.com. So the website is mousebrew.com, and it basically contains a listing of all the beer varietals being offered at Disneyland Resort. And uh, this guy lives in the Anaheim area, so he goes to the park a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm talking like, I, I, at least, yeah, it seems like every, like, three days or whatever. So you follow him as well then. Yeah. And if you check out his Instagram account, you always see him like, uh, I mean, I, I, it's amazing how much beer this guy drinks, which is cool. But it's like, uh, you know, like, wow, you know, like it's, it's it gets it can probably get expensive, I, I would assume as well. But um, regardless, uh, yeah, definitely uh, you can check him out on Instagram uh, dot com slash mouse brew and uh, see see the latest thing that uh, he's doing. He also has a. Uh, a YouTube channel. Um, I'm assuming it's probably the same thing. And uh, he has like a little bit of an instructional video of like, you know, okay, well, this beer is at this location, this beer is at that location. So it's kind of cool to, to see him break it down. And uh, hopefully, you know, I'm thinking one of these days I should I should hit him up and say, hey, you, you want to be a you know a guest on a show because I think it would be really informative. Yeah, I mean, I chat with him on on Instagram when he posts stuff. I'll, I comment on his on his uh, posts and stuff like that. So we we chat back and forth, you know, via Instagram. So yeah, I'd be all about it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do a do a beer show. There you go. I, I'm, I would not be against that. That's for sure. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that should be on our to do list. Absolutely. Okay, so my tip then is going to be, since we are discussing drinking and, and going to the parks, that if you are driving and you're planning on having more than a couple of drinks, um, don't, don't get behind the wheel of a car. Uber is a great way to get around and safely get around. I mean, I've used Uber... The whole time I was in Anaheim last time we used Uber, you know, because our hotel was over a mile away from walking distance from the parks. So rather than, I think we were about a mile and a half. So we used Uber. Like, that's going to be safe. You know, you always get, you always end up with somebody, a really nice driver, a comfortable, you know, vehicle. You're not, it's not like getting into a cab, which I'm not a fan of, of getting in cabs. I'll, I'll take an Uber alone, but I will not take a cab alone. Um, so that's one way to get around. And if you are staying at Disney World, one of your options is to always use Disney's transportation. You know, 
just remember, be safe, be responsible. You don't want to hurt anybody else or get yourself hurt because there is nothing, you know, there's there's nothing worth ruining your vacation over and having a good time. So. So I had a question, like if let's say somebody gets plastered or whatever and they're at, uh, you know, they drove to whatever, um, you know, let's say Epcot or something like that. Okay. And so they get plastered and it's just like they're obviously no, in no condition to drive home, but they drove the vehicle to get to Epcot. What is, what happens to that vehicle? I mean, do they, do they impound them or, you know, do they tow them or just leave them, give them a ticket for parking overnight or what's the deal with that? I would think you could mention that to security there mm. that you were leaving your car and let them know. And I don't think there would be an issue with it. I mean, because, of course, Disney would much rather you be responsible sure. than, you know, and, and it's not like Uber taxis have to pay in order for them to go drop you off or pick you up. So right. it's not like you couldn't easily get back to, to get your car that way. Um, and yeah, I don't see Disney going, Oh, oh yeah, we're going to tell you, um, you had too much to drink and you're leaving your car here. I think as long as you, you mentioned something, cause they have security that drives to the parking lot, um, throughout the night. So, you know, some people do get in and, and camp out overnight for certain events and things like that. So that's that's what I would do. I would just mention to them, be like, "Hey, I had I had too much to drink. I'm going to come back and get my car tomorrow." You know, I just don't want it to get towed. So I want to let you know why I'm leaving my my automobile here. Because of course, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that's all for our news today unless you have anything else to share no that's it i uh, hope everyone has a happy halloween and uh i'm going to be enjoying it with my new uh Chernobog. did you see this i had this sector going on this guy going on all the entire show i'm i'm very it it was expensive and this thing was the most expensive super i've ever bought i think it was around $27 or something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't cheap, but I, I'm, I'm so happy I got him though. Cause this, he's actually big. I mean, it's, he's bigger than the, the, uh, the sign that they had over at Disneyland as well, which is you compare it side to side and you know, he's, he's just about a half inch taller, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going out trick or treating, but you know, I, I might take it out with me if I have to run to the store or something and just show it off. <laughs> I almost got one and then didn't. And I wish I had because that's so cool. Yeah, it is. I, I need to start collecting some of those things. I'm like, I need, I'm going to need like a, a way to start collecting. We were talking, I was talking about this with um, Jeff Davis from uh-huh. W60 on Sorcerer Radio. We were discussing, he has a collection of things like that, but his are all put in a closet because he has no way to store them. I'm like, no, hey. you've got to find some way to display all of those, you know, buy shelving and put them all out or something. You can't have, have all those cool things hidden like that. Yeah, exactly. I need to collect some of those. When I was there, Aljon did get the uh, Boba Fett mug. Well, I mean, the problem, well, I guess for, uh, it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, well, it might, 
I guess because you travel by air, though, right? Yeah, it doesn't so, make. So you know, some of those, some of the, yeah, I know that some of those popcorn buckets are huge. So it's uh, you know, kind of takes up a lot of real estate in the in the luggage. But uh, especially yeah. since I've got all my camera and things like that that I'm not about to put in my checked bags. You know, and some yeah, exactly. You don't want to put in your checked bag because they're so rough with luggage. And I was like, you know, and and ended up not getting in. Yeah. Not that I could have gone at home because we had difficulty trying to get everything that we could packed that we did get. It's just, it's just not easy. It's like I need a whole empty piece of luggage to take with me so that yeah. I can ship all that stuff home with me. So, but yeah, I need to get one of those. It's too cool. Maybe it'll still be there when I'm there in January. There you go. So since that's everything, then I guess it's time to tell everybody, Jay, where to find you. Uh, you can find me at MagicalFoodTour.com uh, and then all the social media outlets, uh, YouTube, so forth and so on. It's all at Magical Food Tour. Uh, and if you're into hearing about Disneyland Resort news and uh, up-to-date information of what's going on and our opinions and thoughts, uh, you can check out the DizGeek podcast, which is at uh, DizGeek.com and uh, on Twitter, it's at DizGeekPodcast. As far as Dining at Disney, you can find us on DiningAtDisney.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Periscope, Dining at Disney. On YouTube, if you're watching the video there, of course, you know it's the Dining at Disney. Um, we are part of the Weeby Geeks Network, so we would like to thank um, Weeby Geeks for hosting us. And uh, please download, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. Jay and I really would appreciate some five-star ratings. Tell us tell us what you like and then tell us what maybe you want to hear or you can email us at podcast at diningandisney.com because we are always open to uh, you know to ideas for shows which like today this was one of them. It was you know one of our listeners Terry he was uh telling us hey we i want to hear this where's the best place to get some drinks so there's the show um and i think that's everything so yep. thanks for listening and bon appetit